This is Grit, the show formerly known as Quit. It's all about change and challenges and improving your career, making tough decisions, starting something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. Today is Friday, October 3rd. You can call in live to the show. There's already at least one. Last time I looked, there was a couple people on hold, Hattie Cook. Hi. Waiting to call into the show, waiting for my advice, waiting to get themselves unstuck. We've got a few things we want to talk about today. I already have at least two really, really, really good topics, topics. that I think will appeal to everybody here. You're not going to take over the show again, are you? Uh, I'm, no. I just want to say I'm livid right now. I know. This is this. I hear it. This is killing me. Do you see that? Can you describe can what I this? Can I take a not- picture of it? Yes, you can take a picture and so of it. so you can show how angry you are. I'm not, going put to, it in the show notes. I'm not going to act angrier than I am right now, but you can take a picture of me. Get the intensity in my eyes right now. I, the tiger. Get the intensity in my eyes right now. Getting it. Okay. You got that? Do I look handsome and angry? Handsome and angry. You looks. remember how you would... That's a ter- terrible... How you're, a photo- you're such a great photographer, but any picture of me you take... Yeah, like uh, stand, oh, stand up and take it proper. Make you me look like proper. I'm short enough. You don't have to make me look like a hobbit. Well, I'm, this makes you even look shorter. Just get from here up. From here up. We have to see this. You don't have to see just this. Just okay, this okay, is what I want ahead, here because it. this is this is wrong. Did you get one? That's that's Better? still not good. I you look, don't like the top part. No. Okay, then turn your head a little. Oh bit. my god! Well, are we? Is this the show now? Yeah. Turn your head. Which. Which way? Like this? Other way. From this up, from here up, because I'm not wearing pants. I can't have that going out. All right. I'm not going to like it. All right. We'll do this later then. I'll, I'll re- See, that's, that's fine. Okay. As long as you got this. So here's what we're talking about. Here's what I'm describing, okay? Because this is just, it, this is at the point where I'm losing, I'm losing my mind in this thing. Let me describe what this is right here. I have what you call a stand. I have to be standing to do these shows. I can't be sitting to do shows because uh-huh. I'm. I'll be off my game if I'm. Yeah, if I'm sitting, don't sit then. So I stand and I have a little standing. It's it's like a miniature standing desk that has wheels on it. It's like a cart almost. And on top of that, I got a rain stand with my MacBook Air on top of it. I've got the Heil boom clamped to the little standing thing with the mic there. I've got. Uh, an extra keyboard, an extra trackpad. I've got the water. I've got my phone. I've got the reads. It's all crammed and, onto and this pen. thing. And a pen. And, and it's, I, see, and I can't even get to the pen. And uh, these wire clippers, which you need <laughs> to do a show. Yeah, you need and those. And this is all because we don't have a desk in here right now. We've been searching for a desk. You should see my desk. You have a nice desk. It's laid out, laid out nicely. you got plenty of room because you can sit down like a, a normal, non-broken human. Why don't we put... That thing out there, the white thing on this desk. They don't care about this. No, they don't. But I'm just saying it's your environment that you're in can create frustration because Mm -hmm. it's been like this for weeks and I just want someone to take care of it. Yeah. And that someone has to be me. Or me. No, you're busy. Well, you're busy. I know, but that's the problem. Which, you know, you, 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 we, we lost our amazing producer. We're trying to hire a new producer. We're interviewing like crazy. Where's the time for that? Am I keeping you up, Hattie? Because you're yawning. Nope. It's not like that's a pet peeve of mine on every show that we ever do in here yawning. <laughs> it doesn't make a sound. I know, but I don't like the fact that I, that the show is so boring. It's not boring. It's the way I'm do, sitting. 
Then you should stand. Maybe you should stand too. <sighs> I want to just start this show over. I'm so angry right now. I'm so angry right we now. We just cut all that out. I can't do the intro was spot on perfect. I don't want to lose that. Right. So just start when you say hi, Hattie, and I'll say hi. No, it's making me angry thinking about doing that. <laughs> if you want to call into the show, you can call in at 512-518-5714. That number to dial on your phone is 512-518-5714. And uh, you can call in. I will take your call. We got one caller on there now. I don't even care about that because I have a lot to say. We have uh, bandwidth. We have sponsors. Bandwidth for October has been provided by Cashfly, the fastest, most reliable CDN in the business. They deliver all of our content here at 5x5. They're the best. If your downloads are fast, they're the reason why. You can check them out at Cashfly, C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. And let them know you heard about them here on 5x5. We also have three sponsors, no less than three sponsors, Veronis Data Anywhere, Squarespace, you've heard of them before, and True Brain. <laughs> this is a funny read. Did you write this one? Which one? The last the one? The True Brain? No, uh, or I helped. I helped. With helped, it. right? That's yeah. a good one. I don't know what that is. We'll get to that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do something completely different. I'm going to just take the caller first. Go ahead, caller. Hey, Dan Hattie. This is Duncan from Los Angeles. Hey, Hi. Dun- Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> That's right. I remember you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How are you? What's going on? Thank you again for having that meetup in L.A. That was fantastic. Okay, so let me, let me interrupt you, Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod, mm-hmm. and tell you that <laughs> uh, Hattie and I went to Los Angeles last, was it last week? Uh, there was a L.A. podcast festival there that yep. I, I moderated a panel on uh, uh, sponsor relations. And I had some great uh, folks on that panel with me, mm-hmm. moderated it, did that. And while we were there, we uh, had some sponsor visits that we that we did. Hattie was uh, on point, I must say. Yep. Closing deals like you would not what I do. believe. And, uh, and then we came back. But while we were there, like we do every time we go to L.A., we have a meetup. And we have it at the Sonoma Wine Bar, which sounds very fancy, but they were actually... Wine Garden. Wine Dan. Garden, I'm sorry. Okay. I wrote a hit plan directly. <laughs> So I'm not sweating they were out. angry we were there this time. <laughs> they were angry. I don't care. Because last time we went in and gave them a couple days notice and said, oh, we want to kind of like have a lot of people in here. And this time we said, we just showed we up and like said, we're bringing a lot of people. How many Duncan McLeod of the Clam McLeod, how many people showed up, do you think? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, uh, terrible estimate, this sort of thing. I'd say maybe like, I don't know. Do you want to be like 15, 20, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Um, I, think the final, that? I think the final count was probably between 30, 30 and 40 over the course of the night. Right. People okay. came, came right. and went. Yeah. People come and go. They come and go. You get a person who'll come in and they'll say, Dan, I just wanted to, I saw you were here. I just wanted to come in and say hi. I'm on my way home from work. Yeah, I'm on my way home from work. I'll say, uh, oh, would you, would you like a, a beverage or anything? And they'll say, yeah, okay, I'll get a, grab a beverage. And then they'll, then they'll hang out. Some say no and they just leave. <laughs> you know, Do you, you were pretty, yeah. if I remember right, you were a little... I was a little worried about you driving, if you know what I'm saying, at the end of the night. Oh, me driving? Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, it wasn't so bad. It was a little bit of a, it's a, little bit of a fall from Pasadena, uh, where my wife and I were coming from. But, um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Nothing unusual for L.A. So what's going on with you? What are you calling about today? Did I not answer all of your questions when we met? 
Well, um, I wanted to give you just a little bit more detail about my situation, and uh, I suspect that I'm in the not worried about camp. But okay. I just want to, you know, want to hear you uh, see what you, you know, what you think. Um, so basically, so I've been to LA for about five years now. Um, with the uh, as we talked about, with the aspiration of kind of making a living composing music for film. TV, games, commercials, and anything I can get my hands on, basically. Um, and this is a, it's a pretty competitive field. It's difficult to make much money off of unless you get projects with, you know, decent-sized budgets. Um, so, you know, I've held various part-time jobs, you know, while I've been here uh, to bring in some income. Um, I have something a little bit different from a lot of your callers. I've never been as corporate stooge necessarily, but... Um, the majority of my income has come from playing piano, actually, for schools and churches and weddings and all that, uh, all that kind of stuff. And I've been teaching a little bit of piano recently also. Uh, I had to pick up a retail job about a year ago uh, from being laid off uh, from one of my, one of my gigs um, not too long ago. But uh, I've kind of bounced back since then and been able to quit that retail. I'll be able to quit that retail job next month because I'm going to, one of my, uh, other piano gigs is going to give me a lot more work to do. Um, so, um, I'm married with no kids, but, um, you know, we'd like to start having, you know, kids in a couple of years, three years, something like that. So, you know, we're still in a position where we can, you know, take a little bit of risk. Um, so that's okay. Um, so now I'm, I'm not worried about income right now, which is very nice. Uh, but, uh, in terms of my composing career for film, I'm not, I'm kind of not where I wanted to be right now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, the whole industry is about, you know, who, you know, not, you know, necessarily what, you know, and I'm very introverted. I'm kind of shy and I don't know, I haven't gotten to know a lot of people. Um, so that's something that I know that I need to work on. Um, I need to, instead of just posting stuff online and Twitter and my website and stuff like that, I need to actually reach out to specific people and say, hey, can you check out my stuff? Uh, and that's something I've been very shy about doing. Okay, um, so let me, oh, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. When yeah. you say, okay, mm-hmm. so it, usually when I hear the term introverted, what this, mm-hmm. the way that I interpret that from the person who's saying it, it that means when they, it doesn't mean that they're social uh, shut-ins. It doesn't mean that they don't interact right. with people. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. What it, What it basically right. means is that uh, that when they go to a social, that they might not favor social events over quiet one-on-one or independent events, but when they do go to social events, uh, that they generally will hang back a little bit. They might not jump out and be the life of the party. But what I also hear you saying is that you are finding it difficult to promote the work that you're doing, which obviously I, I asked, did I not ask you at the, I believe I asked you at the party. I said, are you any good? Did I ask you that? Uh, yeah. And, I, I, and what did you yeah. say to mm-hmm. me when I said, are you any good? Um, I think I said something along the lines of, yes, I do believe that I am very good at what I do. Right. And so, so you, you know, you recognize the difference there. There are people who I think, think they're good at something and find out that they're actually not that good at it. Uh, usually after many years of being puzzled as to why they're not having any success at that thing. And it, I would definitely put myself over different times of my career in that camp. 
Uh, but you're confident that you're good. And obviously you're working in this field. You're playing uh, your piano for other people. They're not throwing fruit and tomatoes at you. So obviously you're competent enough, right? Like you're doing a good job. You're good. And maybe the composition stuff that you're doing is good and believing in yourself when there's actually reinforcement that you're not crazy is a good thing. You have confidence. You believe in yourself. You could get out there and, and play something or compose something. But you don't know the right people in LA. You don't know the people in right. LA who who you need to be in front of or get yourself in front of who can make that first step in your career take place, right? This is what I this is your complaint. And I think is that right? Have I got it right? Yes. And I think that yeah, there you, are you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's a huge difference if you think about it today. If you look at people like the writers on most of the sites that we read about tech news, geek news, Apple stuff. Most of these people do not have journalism backgrounds. They may have degrees in writing, but generally they don't. These are people who have just said, you know what? I like this stuff. And I have some maybe interesting observations that I've made and I'm, I'm going to share them. And in, in the olden days, back when I went to school, in order to get a job in a field, you usually had to have some kind of background in that. You couldn't just show up and say, well, I've never written anything before, but I like writing. Uh, I'm just going to be a writer. I'm going to publish a blog. And then, you know, but that is actually the path today. The way that I'll pick on Macworld since they, uh, since they pretty much, uh, you know, I guess you could say they've yeah, pretty much yeah. Im- Im- imploded, right? There is not very much <laughs> left for, uh, for Macworld right now. Uh, but I knew multiple people who were not writers by trade or by training who had written blog posts, uh, that were, that were good and that they submitted that blog post as a sample of their writing to Macworld and got hired to write, uh, a, uh, an article or multiple, multiple articles for at least Macworld.com. And that's, that's how so many of the sites that we love to read, uh, are, are popular. And I'm making a point here. I'm getting to something. And so, so if, if you sat down in front of your computer and practiced writing by blogging every day and got better and better and had something interesting to say, other sites would link to you and you would gain prominence until eventually maybe you could even go full time writing for your own blog or writing articles for other blogs. This is now a, a standard thing. This is something a person can just do. And if I met, meet somebody at an event, at a party, at a get together, at a geek meetup, whatever, and I say, what do you do? And they say, oh, I'm a writer. I, I will be surprised if they're writing for traditional journalism. I'd be surprised if they were writing uh, books for themselves. Instead, I, w- I would expect them to say, oh, this is the website or websites that I publish or these are the ones that I – or I have a blog or whatever. That's not weird to me at all. It wasn't weird to me you know, 10 years ago either, but it's super, super commonplace now. Look at your field though. You're, you're writing music. And you're performing piano, right? And you're teaching piano. This is something that is inherently, inherently difficult to do. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm saying it's something you you have picked an incredibly difficult path. And I'll tell you why. There isn't a, you, yes, there's SoundCloud, right? But it's, it's very, very difficult for you uh, to, to enter into a world, I would think, where you're going to be writing music for film. That is such a small niche industry or niche, as Hattie would say, industry. Yeah. 
uh, for you to, to, to penetrate. And that it absolutely, I would think, would take some kind of extra special spotlight on you. And the reason I'm talking to or you connections. or connections, the, the reason I'm talking so long about this is I think this is so applicable to so many fields out there. If you're an engineer, you know what I'm saying? If you're, if you, but it's, it's not like you can take this piano playing and music composing skill and like shop it around town. Like if you were a, an HTML, CSS, you know, designer, if you were like really good at marketing if you had an MBA, you know, if you were a Rails developer, you could pretty much just pick a town that's a decent sized town and like find a job doing those something in with that. You know, jobs sure. are really good. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's relatively, I don't want to say easy, but straightforward to find a job today compared to even just a few years ago. It's much better now. So you're in this very, very challenging situation. And I hear this time and time again on the show when people call in, they're not, how many times, Hattie, pull up, uh, pull up our records right now, if you could. Uh, And uh, tell me how many of our calls have come from uh, out of work, unemployed Ruby on rails developers and HTML, CSS designers. Zero. Zero. Thank you for pulling that up so quickly. Uh, That's because those are very marketable fields right now. Yours is a tough field, and I think there's so many people listening who who have the kind more a job more like what you have, or or a career or a path more like what you. So you said you picked up a retail job. I did, yeah. Can you say what that uh, I is? Did that about a, um, sure. I, I don't think anyone I know is going to be listening. You don't to have that. to say the specific um, store, yeah, but it, like, what are you, are you selling? Toys? Are you selling clothes? What are you selling? Oh, um, it's. Uh, Juice. I'm selling juice. <laughs> juice. So you work um, in, in yeah. if I had to guess, I would guess, you don't have to confirm or deny, it, a Jamba Juice type situation, right? Something along, along those uh, lines. Uh, I'm sort of, basically. Okay. But you're, yeah. I could go in, I could walk in a store and I could say, I want some kind of smoothie drink or something. You would you would deliver that to me and, I, and that's kind of what you're doing. That's correct. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, how, does, how do you feel about that job? Do you like the job? Um, that job, it's, um, I mean, for me, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just a job. I don't, I don't hate it. Um, it's, uh, my, actually my, my manager and the, um, you know, the other employees that I work with, I should really enjoy working with them. Uh, the job itself, uh, is pretty boring. Um, but, uh, you know, it's sustained, it helped sustain, uh, me and my wife for, um, for about a year. And, I'm going to be picking up uh, more uh, hours at a new uh, piano job that I got earlier in the summer uh, in about uh, in about a month. So I'll be able to quit that retail job and um, replace it with the new hours that I'll get with this other piano job. So, so, but, but this is not still really what you want to be doing. You want to be composing right. and writing music for film. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? This is a reason I'm not saying it is or not. Don't don't worry about this yet. Do you think that that how old are you? I'm 27. 27 years old. How long have you been working professionally? Um, professionally as a pianist, as a composer, which which one? Yeah, uh, that. Both of them. Okay. As a a pianist, I've been making money at being a piano player for 
gee, since I was maybe 12 or 13. And what about um, the composing thing? So I'm, and for the composing thing, uh, I have, I have made uh, some money, not a lot, uh, off and on for about, I want to say five years. Okay. So that, that, that's all I need to know. So, at least yeah. five years now, you've been trying to pursue this thing. You haven't gotten your big break yet. How much longer? And this mm-hmm. is the question I want everybody who's in a, in a situation where they're trying to do something that they're not able to do. How much longer do you think it's reasonable huh? to pursue that dream? Would you say that it's a good idea to pursue the dream forever at whatever cost it is? At 27, you said you're married. You don't have kids yet. Uh, I got to tell mm-hmm. you something. Your wife's clock is ticking at 27. She may be younger than you. I don't need to know that, but I can tell you that if you're already married at this point and your wife is in a similar age group as you, that her clock Mm -hmm. is ticking. Your clock may be ticking too, but I guarantee you hers is, is ticking. And at some point she's going to say, honey, I really want to be able to have some kids here. And you know what? You're probably going to say, I want kids too, and I really don't want to not know where I'm going to be or what I'm going to be doing in a few years. And you've got to start working towards something. So here's what I want you to do before I uh, drop your call here. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to create a time box around this situation, and here's how you do that. You say to yourself, I'm going to – and you have to decide how long this is. You've got to be comfortable with it. But you've got to say, I – have to decide how long I'm comfortable trying to pursue this dream because when a while back when I was starting my own business, this is maybe 10 years ago, I wanted to go and start my own business. I was ready. I was like, I'm going to do this thing now. And it was like software development, building content management, publishing tools, websites, that kind of crap. And I said, I'm ready to do this. I'm going to start doing this. And meanwhile, I still spent an hour every morning looking at monster.com and job boards and looking at jobs. And my wife said to me, how are you ever going to be successful doing your own business if you're still like considering taking a job? Like that doesn't make sense, right? And that seems incredibly obvious. And and it was obvious to me because I'd said that a million times back then too, but it just took someone pointing it out to me to be like, oh yeah, right. That means I'm not really in it. I'm not really in it in the thing that I'm doing, if I'm doing other things. Now, obviously, you've got to work a retail job to make ends meet. I'm not saying quit your retail job, but I'm saying do that. And then I went on to say, okay, I'm not going to look at these other jobs and I'm going to focus 100% on this. And and I've said this a million times on this show. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. I said, I'm going to give myself three months to make this work. And if by the end of three months, I'm not making a comparable salary to what I was making full-time, then I will say, screw it, and I will go get a full-time job. And then I also had a second one that three months after that, I need to be making more, and I forget how much more it was, 30% maybe, but I need to be making 30% more money than I was when I was working a job. Otherwise, all this extra work and time isn't worth it. So I basically gave myself a three and then a six-month window to, because listen, if you have a job, even if you're super dedicated and you work a lot of hours, you can still, usually you can still leave, you know, six, seven o'clock at night comes around and you say, you know, I'm done. And you leave on Friday and you have your weekend. So I had to make sure that that extra time and effort of running my own business, extra expense, all the extra headache that comes with running your own business was going to be worth it. I had to make more money and I did it. I did it three months before three months. I did it before six months. 
And if I hadn't, I would have stopped. How long? I'm not saying you could answer me now. Think about this, though. How long? How long? Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod, are you willing to pursue <laughs> this dream? And saying no to the dream now doesn't mean saying no to it forever. You may, you know, you're not going to like stop trying to be a composer for films and like lose your ability to compose and play piano. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying just think about right. it. I gotta, let, I gotta let you go here because you got to do a spot. But sure. listen, it was great to meet you in LA. I want you to think about this and uh, and call set a time box for yourself and call me back in a few weeks or a couple months and let me know what happens to you i'm worried i'm mean, worried about you oh oh but goodness. i think you got okay. a good i think you got All a right. good head on your shoulders duncan mcleod of the clan mcleod he's but smart. i think that he's so he's smart and he's super talented this guy's nuts listen if there's anybody in the audience that's doing a movie uh, you could hire this guy yes please so who are you on twitter i'll let you i'll let you plug your twitter account and then i'm going to dump you yeah, it's uh, Duncan Music on Twitter. D-U-N-C-A-N Music. Duncan Music on Twitter. Cool. Go hire him. Thanks for the call, Duncan McLeod. Good luck to you. Good luck to you, sir. Appreciate Okay, he's gone. I am worried about him. I'm worried about people just like him everywhere. He's exactly the kind of person I'm worried because he's too smart for his own good. Yep. He doesn't know when to, when to quit. This is, but this is the kind of thing he people run into it. over and over and over and over again in their lives. I think the fact that he's as good as he is, is, is what's hurting him. He knows he's good. He knows he's good. You know what I'm saying? Adam? Yeah, I understand. He knows that he's good and he's sitting there thinking, I'm so good. I'm the best, but nobody knows it. I'm the best there is at what I do and nobody knows it. Uh, lines are open. If you want to call, I may take another call. I don't know. I'm, uh, I got a lot to say, so I don't know. But know if you, you want to, if, if you need help, and you want to call, you can call 512-518-5714. A bunch of people on Twitter gave me some topic suggestions. Mikey R in the chat room has questions. So we're going to try and uh, get to all of this. Before we do it, I have to tell you, Hattie, about what may be the greatest sponsor in the history of sponsors. Yeah. It's uh, Verona's Data Anywhere. Tell me about it. Verona's Data Anywhere is the fastest way to turn your own network shares. Basically, it's you're creating. I don't know why. I don't know why people don't seem to get this. This is the best thing around. You want Dropbox, so you don't trust Dropbox, right? Because you work in a corporate stooge environment. You have an IT data center. You've got a NAS. Do you have a you have a NAS, Hattie? Do you I have, have a NAS? I have a Nest. Do you have a NAS, NAS, Network Attached Storage? Do you have that? No. What is that? What do you call that down there? Thing at the bottom of that rack. A what? wheel. No, not a <laughs> wheel. What is that thing above the wheel? That's, uh, oh, that's our, that's our Drobo. Right, our Drobo. We have, so they're yes, not a sponsor, by the way, and no. shame on them. <laughs> Bunch of jerks over there. Don't tell them I said that. Love Drobos. I do love Drobo. <laughs> that thing is a backbone to our network. What if I wanted to make that Into available a... to everybody, to people here, to people, remote people, yeah. Android devices, iOS devices, remote workers, telecommuters, people in that office, people in a remote office. They're going to let me do that. And they're going to let me keep my data on my existing file server, on my existing you, NAS. They take it and put it somewhere else. No, I don't have to upload terabytes no. of data up to some garbage company that I don't trust. It's all secure with these guys. It's trustworthy. It happens in like 30 minutes. It syncs with Windows, Mac OS, iOS, Android. 
And you can check out Data Anywhere free for 30 days with an unlimited amount of users. And there's a special bonus for grit and or quit listeners. Go to veronis.com, V-A-R-O-N-I-S, veronis.com slash quit, and you will get five users free forever. That's pretty cool. It's backed up. It's secured. It's reliable. You trust your own network. Let Veronis Data Anywhere uh, extend this out into the whole world. Veronis.com slash quit. Just going to that site will support this show. It will support everything that we're doing because if you don't, this is the last quit show I'm ever doing. Great show, whatever you call it. Done. This is the last one. Not kidding. Okay? People think it's a joke. You don't go to that site, support the show. I'm not going to be able to justify doing the show. This is it. I'm done. I'm done with this. That is why I won't do two shows a night anymore. Okay. There's a couple topics I want to do you know, today that are important. 512-518-5714. I may take a couple calls. Couple topics here. The first one is this news. I'll put this into the show notes. Hattie, what episode is this? Do you know? This is Quit uh, Grit episode number. I don't know right off the top of my oh, head. Oh my gosh. I know, I failed. Sorry, you were, I guess I woke you up. It's 56. 56. You can go back to sleep now, Hattie. After I'm not. raising $50 million. Reddit is forcing all remote workers to relocate to San Francisco. Let me say that again. This is the company, the front, the Alexis Ohanian, right? We, I met him. Yep. Did we ever get the audio from that thing? I was genius up on that stage. You were. I will work on that. Let me make a note of that. That was the only time I've ever been smart in my whole life. The whole time? That's the only time. Yeah, in my whole life. Hmm. The, that boom is really worrying me. I know the whole. You got to get around there and tighten it. Go clamp it down. No, no don't it's keep. Better. It's See, not. It's going to fall it. off of there. No. See, I just have to be. Reddit is the front page of the internet. That's what. That's what this is known as. The front page of the internet. Right. This is a place where people can go and they can post and they can go crazy and it is. It is a hugely popular site. Everybody goes to this site. Contributes to it. And it's like an open forum for discussion. And people love Reddit. I love Reddit. Well, they took $50 million. And a day later, oh, and they got really good investment too. Yeah. CEO Wong, Wong is the, uh, is the name of the CEO. That's your name, dude. Wong tried to explain that this new investment won't bring unwanted changes to the site. Trust us. It's going to stay good. It's going to be as good as forever. It won't take away our dedication to keeping the community vibrant and happy. But there is this one policy that we're going to implement. And, you know, quote, intention is to get the whole team under one roof for optimal teamwork. Our goal is to retain 100% of the team. What is he talking about? This new policy? It's if you work for Reddit, you have to move to San Francisco. You have to. So why is that a big deal? Well, let me explain why it's a big what deal. What if you don't want to move to San Francisco? It's cold. Number it's one, n- not even that simple. Uh, David Hanemeyer, my friend, David Hanemeyer Hansen, the uh, co-founder of uh, Thirty Seven Signals, now uh, known as Basecamp, 
the uh, creator of Ruby on Rails framework. He says, here's what he says. The first decree was this. Everyone would have to move to San Francisco. No more Salt Lake City office responsible for Reddit gifts. No more New York office responsible for selling ads. No more remote programmers or remote community support people. Basically, all the people bringing in the revenue for Reddit used to justify their huge valuation were asked to uproot everything to hurry up and get their asses to the Bay Area. I'm continuing to read from David Hanemeyer Hansen. And the kicker, they had one week to decide and two months to get it done. Or, you know, get the F out of there. Well, that was the first version of the decree. Version two is that they had two weeks to decide. Finally, version 3.0 of the decree rolled out, and that was employees had until the end of the year. So a lot of people who are sitting there thinking about this are saying like, you know, I I get it. Like you want everyone under one roof and all of that. And by the way, I have to say, I'm 180 degrees different for this business the way I am with other businesses. And that is, this is very much a hands-on kind of a business. Yeah, We've got a, two now, if you include the attempt at building this video studio, which we'll talk about. Yeah. There is a lot of hands-on work. There are cameras now, but there have always been microphones and equipment and mixers and cords and cables. And, cables. and yeah. We are constantly jumping in meetings and calls. This is a sales-focused company. This is a content-focused company. We're going to be doing really more cool video stuff. We're going to be doing on-the-street interviews. There is a lot of stuff that happens the way that physical things have to happen, right? But back in my past life when I was a software developer, you know, I worked on teams with people who were remote. You could get in touch with them over IM. You could use Basecamp. You could use uh, Campfires. You could use phone calls. The work that they were doing was either a on the computer or something verbal that they could change. Hey, Dan, can you, you know, make this one change? Right. And you had the same kind of experience in, in design and other things that you've done where it didn't, it didn't matter where you were or even when you were working with the exception of, Oh, I have a meeting at two. But other than that, I had long term deadlines four in the morning or four in the the afternoon. As long as this thing is done six weeks from now, then it's good. Right. (laughs) So when you think of Reddit, I think people are imagining Oh, well, there's a lot of computery stuff going on. Right. But I believe that and I'll t- I'll tell you this, as much as I su- very much support, very much support remote workers. Mm-hmm. And the concept of having virtual teams, they're not virtual, they're real teams, they're just in different locations, virtual offices. As much as I support that, I also think very much that having people in the same place does make for a more energetic and overall, I will say, can can lead to a more uh, effective and creative environment. That does not mean that when you're sitting in an office and the person in the cube next to you is on the phone, that yes, that is a distraction. Having to wear headphones, that it, it can be distracting to yourself. Water cooler conversations can be distracting. Interrupting meetings, all of that stuff. So I'm saying that that I get why you might not want to work in an office, and I certainly understand why offices are bad. I will say, though, that being in, in your team, face-to-face with your team, reminds you that you work with human beings and not computers and not text on a screen. And if that's something you do once a month, once a week, once a day, or once a year, it's important to introduce that we are all together in the same place. 
but I don't think that it has to be every day. I don't think that it, that this move necessarily makes sense. But behind the scenes, there's always a push from venture capitalists and people like that to put people that, in to one put place. people in one spot so that they have a thing more control that they can wrap their heads around. Yeah, more control. They have a thing where we were watching a Shark Tank. Yeah, you know, and you hear all these different ideas. You know, th- there is very much this mentality of get people all together. So it's a thing. There's, there are teams that we understand and that, that investors will understand. I feel like it's almost a, it's that people want to get people in one building, you know, or one location kind of as a sense of accomplishment. They can, they can point to it and say, this is all mine. Yes. And Without that, you're like, well, we've got some people in Dallas and we've got some people in Hong Kong and we have some people in Sweden, but right. you can't really see them. You can't They're just see names. Them. And it doesn't feel as real, right. I guess, right. to some people. I don't know. That's how I would. I, I totally think you're right. And, uh, and, and, Sorry so, for up talking. No, uh, I like the <laughs> I like the up talking, but I think this is a very real issue that a lot of companies, as they grow, as they get investment, that that they're going to have to face. This isn't the first time that we heard this. We, no. This is an old story now. Yeah, it's just surprising that it happened with Reddit. Now that's not even the big deal. I think a lot of companies, a lot of people, rather, would be willing to give this company a pass and say, you know what, that sucks. Except that they. <laughs> They only gave them at first one week to decide. Then they gave them two weeks. And then they said, well, you have till the end of the year. But listen to this. Hattie, you are a, uh, a single woman living in Austin. I am. And if you were working remotely for a company that you loved and they said, you know what? We're in San Francisco and, and we have this thing that happened. You need to move here. You need to move here. You love the company. You love the people that you work remotely with. Well, I already have problems with San Francisco. <laughs> right. I know you do. There's lots of poop there. Lots of poop. Um, it's Bad weather. very, very cold to me. Yeah. I'm very easily affected by the weather. It's cold there to me. Uh, and lastly, it's very expensive. So I would be like. But they would give you a, re- a, 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 com- com- a compensation, compensation so right? that okay. you can live. Um, so whatever you're making here, they would give you a bump. So you'd be making the equivalent in San Francisco. That for me, that would be a relatively easy move, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone with a family and kids and things like that, That's that right. is not something that I would even consider. That's exactly I would say, I'm sorry, right. I have to leave. Right. And how bad would that suck? That you, <laughs> I maybe love you've this been at Reddit since the beginning. Right. right? That's not you fair. You love the company. You love working at Reddit. You enjoy the people that you work with. You like what you do. And now, because you have a husband and two kids, in school and a house, guess what? This becomes a huge middle finger to you. Yeah. This is this is uh, nothing less than an F you from Reddit to their employees. Those, it's one of those things where, you know, a dramatic boyfriend or girlfriend would be like, if you really loved me, you would do this thing. That's <laughs> yeah. what it feels like. Well, if you really loved Reddit, you would come and move to San But it's not about that. It's about disrupting your home life that you've created and worked so hard on and you might really love the place that you live or you might have just started on home remodeling or something like that that's not i don't know i guess they're making people choose between their home lives and their job yeah it is absolutely completely a giant middle finger 
to pretty much everybody who's not already in San Francisco. Because, you know, for, for Hattie, a 20 something single, no kids, you can say, right. you know what? I'll up and move. Yeah. You know what? My <laughs> lease is done in whatever month and I'll, they're going to pay out the this, lease. Right. So that you would go. Be easy. Cause they're giving them, they're giving them a relocation package. Right. You know what? They're paying for this. It's just, in, it's just ponderous to me. Yeah. How they, th- you know, what you do is you, he, so here's, let's just say that, let's just say that they took this investment and now Maybe they even regret taking it. I'm not saying they do. I'm saying I'm, here's my hypothetical right. situation so that they can look like good guys. <laughs> they regret taking it because the investors are requiring them, requiring them to make their people move. And they have no choice about it. That would suck. Let's say that's what's happening. I'm just pretending here. That's what's happening, though. Now they have to say to their employees, you guys have to move here. You have to move. I'm sorry about that. There's just no way to look good. There's no way to look good with this. Whenever we try and hire somebody, we put the word out, oh, we want to hire, we're trying to hire a producer right now. And an audio, like, tech audio, person video for person. in, in But they, you've got to be here. Every time we do this, every time we do it, we'll get really great applicants. So I'll read oh, well, you I'm one in, right I'm in now. London. I'll read you one and leave all names out. Yeah, leave all names out. Read one. So we found a... Um, uh, a young a young man that seemed very uh, excited, fan of the show, fan of our shows and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but I saw his uh, his resume said um, a different city mm-hmm. in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, thanks for applying. Where are you based in Austin? You know, I see that you have this other city listed on there. Um, and he said he's not, but you know, he's looking to relocate for a better opportunity. That's not what right. It's we're not moving people out here. I that would be amazing, but do you know what I mean? Like it's especially for a position that we that is not just a generic, you know, position. It's frustrating because there is no real do- job description. We do not want that person to take the risk right. of moving, getting rid of their apartment, packing their stuff packing up, their crap, saying bye, putting their cat in a carrier right. and driving out here. And you know what? Because, for because when you take a job, Hattie, yeah. that is as much you trying out the job as it is the job trying right. the person out. You are very much, it could, it could not be what you want. And we are too small of a company as yeah. many companies are. We are too small of a company to have somebody who is not the Risk exact their whole right fit. Thing. Yeah. They have to be the exact right fit. We have to like them. They have to like us. They have to be interested in sticking around. We do not have a single hour of the, our time Mm-mm. to waste and do not want to waste an hour of their time if the fit is not right and doesn't look like it. I'm not saying things last forever, but un- unless it's like 100% on both sides. Yeah. You know, you can't do so if this person interviews, they interview great, then they pack their cat into a carrier and they drive out here and now they're here. And guess what? Two weeks later, they're like, oh, I don't really like this. And guess what? Their I performance the company was going to be bigger or, you know, things like that. Right. Then what? Oh, I'm editing more audio than video. I really like video. Well, we told you it was mostly audio when you can't. Well, I guess after doing it for two weeks, I didn't like. Well, now what? Right. That's not fair to them. So I don't know. I don't know. But Should imagine I reply that. to this Ima- person right now on no. live on the air? No. Okay. Imagine <laughs> being told that this company that you have helped create through your hard work every day is now requiring you to move potentially halfway across the country, all the way across the country. 
Why are they doing this? They were a great company without everyone in the same room. And that's the thing. That's the thing that really gets me about this is Reddit was doing great. They are doing great. And they were doing great with people just where they were. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, Hattie, I want you to weigh in on this. I'll weigh in. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that they're going to eventually uh, take this away and say, oh, forget, forget it, forget it. Uh, or we're only going to make 30% of you move or only people who want to move here. We want you to come out. Something's going to have to change because that's just a lot to ask people. Um, it may depend on how much backlash they're getting from they're, it. Well, they're getting a lot. Then they'll probably say something like, oh, only these three job you know, descriptions will be here or we'll make three hubs worth of Reddit and you have to move to one of those. Mm-hmm. These you are know, all, like make some sort I of actually think those are all better compromises. I think what they should have done. Okay. I'm going to tell you, cause I know the Reddit people all are sitting around right now in their listening lunchroom, to listening show. to this show live. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to help you out. Here's what you need to do. Come out and say, we we're sorry. We got that wrong. We're not perfect. Yeah. Here's what the deal is. If you would like to move to San Francisco, we will help you get here. We will increase your compensation. We will handle your relocation. We will make it seamless and easy for you if you choose to come out here. If you choose to not come out here, we understand. Not everyone can afford to do it. Not everyone wants to do it. We're going to let you know now that you have... One in with one year, twelve months to change your mind and come out here. Otherwise, we we will be letting you go. Twelve months, or you have twelve months to for us to offer that moving package. After that, you're going to have to pay yourself. No, I cut them off after a month. After a year, okay. a year is enough time. So what? <laughs> You've heard about Squarespace. I have. I like them. Wonderful company. They're good. They keep innovating. We met a Squarespacer uh, recent, well, not met, but Ilias. Yes. Elias. Ulias. Very smart uh, young man. Too smart. He's another, he's the same kind of person. He's too smart for his own good, that guy. Handsome, tall, dresses well, lives in New York City. Yeah, he's got it. He's, uh, He's got it all going right now had all the answers he's a smart spoken well spoken because you know little ryan we don't hear much from little ryan he's moved he's a quiet little ryan yeah he is he is what we call a silent silent but deadly that's what you call (laughs) little ryan he's moved up and out of the day-to-day he's out of the weeds as we would say and now Ilias shows up rolls in and outdoes i'll say it (gasps) outdoes little ryan hear that he outdoes him by he because he goes to everything. And now Monty, she's moving uh, back into the shadows. I don't know. And now we're with uh, with Derek. I like Derek though. We Very love sh- Derek. Sharp dressed man. Whew. Every girl is crazy about a sharp dressed man. And uh, anyway, Ilias was on this panel. Yep. V- very bright person. And uh, and that and that is some says something about Squarespace. Really. 
they have amazing, amazing people uh, working there. And we, they trust just sending one person. They're like, that, that's all we need. They that's got all we it. Need, just one. We trust them. We went to New York and visited the Squarespace offices. And I really, really was impressed, uh, not with the physical office, but with the people that were there. Every single person we met was really believes in the company, was super dedicated. And uh, and that's what it takes to make a great, uh, a great product like Squarespace. Squarespace.com slash quit is where you should go. And if you go there... And there's also an offer code. The offer code is quit. That'll get you 10% off your uh, your new account there. And let me tell you what this gets you. Uh, this they gets changed you... it to grit now. Oh, it's they changed updated. it? updated, yeah. It says quit on my paper. Did I not so print the new one? someone is going to be going home early. No. <laughs> uh, so grit is the code, yes, and 10% grit off. Yes, the, uh, the URL. The URL too. $8 yeah. a month is what this is going to get it down to. If you register, sign up for a year, which you should... Uh, so you don't have to worry about Just it. Just do it. Just It'll do get it. you uh, a free domain name. They have 24-7 support, live chat, email. They're located in New York, Dublin, Portland. So you're always going to get a real life human helping you out no matter what time of day it is. And what is it, what is this Squarespace thing? What does it let you do? It lets you make amazing websites of all kinds. We use it at Bacon Method to uh, to teach people how to make perfect bacon. We have There's an e-commerce yeah. site set up there. All of this happens on Squarespace. You, this ties in. You can use Stripe to collect your payments, PayPal, whatever you want. E-commerce is beautiful, all built in, all included for eight your bucks a month. Your business needs a website. I can, I know it. I can see it right now. You don't have one. If you're sitting down and you're like, I want to make a website, I guess I got to install some software. No, you don't. Nope. Oh, I guess I got to go get an to, account. Uh, no, you don't. You don't have to do any of that. You can take one of their amazing templates, which are all responsive, all adaptive, look great on every device, every computer, and you can customize the heck out of these things without any HTML, without any CSS. Make these things look freaking amazing in like five minutes. And I think Merlin timed it once. He went from start oh, yeah. to finish, signing up with Squarespace to having a published site with content, and it was like 10 minutes. I want to have like a Squarespace off. I want to do that. And have like, you know how they do those code, what are those things where people sit Hack around? Fest. Yes, but I want to do that with Squarespace, Squarespace and see Fest. who can make the best Squarespace in the least amount of time. That is a genius idea. Can we and do then, that? Yeah, and then we get Squarespace They'll to like, sponsor it. To, to give that person a free year on uh, on Squarespace. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? They haven't approved this. I'm going to say, let's run with this. Okay. So here's I the know deal. That, I know that Derek or someone's listening to this right now, so. That's creepy. See, you can pass messages on through the show. Yeah. That's weird to think that like there's someone listening right now to everything we're saying. <laughs> Wait, are people listening to this right now? <laughs> Who's listening to this? Who's listening? Are you, are you recording this call? So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, listen. Squarespace.com slash, you're telling me this, it's grit now. Grit now, I changed it. All right. Are you recording this conversation? Okay. That's where you go. 10% off starts at eight bucks a month to get all this great stuff we told you about. Check them out. And by going there, you will be supporting the show. Thank you very much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Do you have a recorder? Okay. <laughs> so my, uh, my next topic, I don't even know if there's people calling or they can, ah, uh, there's two calls. All right. You guys can uh, wait one minute. Don't hang up. Because I want to talk to you about Adventure Time. That's right, Adventure Time. Well, actually, what time is it? Yeah, not really. I don't really want to talk about Adventure Time specifically, although I have to talk about Adventure Time uh, a little bit because the uh, the creator 
of Adventure Time, Pendleton Ward, uh, has quit the show. Why? How? What? He, he, well, not completely quit the show, but uh, hmm. he has left. And, uh, I mean, is this something that you, Hattie, would be expecting him no. to have done? Yes, of course. Well, let me tell you <laughs> why he did this. There's an article, a wonderful article in this, uh, about this, by Neil Strauss in Rolling Stone magazine. Just came out. The, this show, for those who don't know what Adventure Time is, Adventure Time is a, out. a scrappy little cartoon that started out uh, as a very sort of uh, concise. I would say like an indie cartoon. Yeah, it was, an indie cartoon. And then it got picked up by Cartoon it's Network. It's amazing, amazing cartoon. I will say it's For one of the- For the young and old. Yes. Adults love this as well. I love watching this with my kids. It's totally fine to show a three-year-old. It's great all the way up until I, you know adulthood and beyond. Uh, it's a fun show. So let me let me give you some stats about this. Here's how they describe it in this article. Uh, it is they describe it as a cult hit, a rapturously surreal post-apocalyptic animated saga that has spawned a merchandising empire, 14 million weekly viewers. That's almost as much as this show. Yeah, 17 million strong Facebook following and virtually unanimous acclaim. He says, uh, the writer says, that, that's got to feel pretty good, and it probably would to nearly anyone except Pendleton Warren, the cult hero creator of Adventure Time, which in three years has generated uh, 176 11-minute episodes with a dizzying array of not just characters, but dimensions, plot lines, parallel realities, and origin stories. And here's what Pendleton Warren says about all this. Speaking of introverts. <laughs> Dealing with people every day wears on you, Ward says. To spend the, that extra energy and time you don't have to make something that's worth making, to make it awesome, wears you out. A backward, okay, he talks about this. He says, it's a beast of a show. And the more popular it gets, the more the ancillary things like the merchandise and games and everything keep getting bigger. And so, Ward confesses, one day during season five, unbeknownst to his fans, quote, I quit because it was driving me nuts. He says this not with sadness or frustration, but with relief. For me, having quality of life outweighed the need to control this project and make it great all the time. So he stepped down from running Adventure Time to become simply one of the show's writers and storyboard artists. Asked if he'd ever want to create another TV show, Ward responds with horror, No, never. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> wow. It says it's not that he's ungrateful, and this is the last part I'll read. It's that helming a hit series generating generating top 10 games and app stores, comics that have collectively sold hundreds of thousands of copies, and nearly a thousand individual items of merchandise is just not part of his DNA. He would far prefer to be at home with the lights off and the curtains closed, playing a video game, and eating pizza. Yet somehow one of the most introverted people in Hollywood has created a show that arguably more than anything on television connects in the deepest way with children, teens, and adults alike. It's ostensibly an animated children's show focusing on adventures of two interspecies best friends, which is true, but it goes well, well beyond this. And he says many think that uh, they did it for people who are on drugs. He said no, and he doesn't do drugs. <laughs> but if you think about this, um, this is, I don't think, and as, as seems to be the case with so many success stories, he never in a million years would have guessed it would have become this popular. And I'm, I, I'm confident to say I don't think he wanted it to become this no, popular. No, I think— You've watched the show. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where— uh, You know, okay, okay. 
You know, one of those things that is cool because it's small and then it becomes too mainstream and it's just, it's either A, not the same or B, you know, you say it and everybody in the world knows it. Right. Like it's sold out or something. Right. But this is not sold out. No, no, not at all. But I think for him, it is. I think he always wanted to be the underdog little cartoon that was so cute that had a loyal following, but it wasn't out of control. I think that's all he really wanted it. And hey, man, I don't think he was ever wanting it to be like this. So yeah. when it happened, I think it was just too much for him. It definitely sounds like, did you like the sound bites from the yeah, show that I was perfect. playing while you're talking? Um, you know, I, I think you're right. And I think that's the thing that often happens when success happens. Um, there are a lot of people who are like, I'm moving to LA and I'm going to be the next, I'm going to be the next Brian Seacrest. And and they get it and they love it and they love the fame and whether or not they implode later is, is, you know, remains to be seen. But there are a lot of people who really don't like it. Um, They want to be behind the camera. They want to be the ones or the writers or the directors and that's it. Or they start something awesome like Adventure Time and it blows up in ways that they never could have possibly imagined that it would. Now what's nice is that he has an out. He can stay involved with the show but he doesn't have to In the way that he wants to. Yeah, he can go back to I just want to write stuff. I want to enjoy writing it and storyboarding it and that's all I want to do. And you can watch it from afar. Yeah. But see, it's You know, for me, speaking, you know, uh, uh, about my own stuff, I can't imagine, famous last words, I can't imagine (laughs) Five by Five or Archer or something becoming so big and so successful that, because I absolutely love all of this. You like the day to day. I love it. I love running something every day. I love coming in and facing challenges and saying, oh crap, you know, this show isn't doing as well. How can we make it better? Or I have to cancel this show or I need to start a new show or this show that we're doing is actually getting more popular. And uh, now how do I keep it going, getting, keeping that momentum or, oh, this, this person doesn't want to do a show anymore or this guest has to cancel or yeah. all the stuff that we do behind the scenes with sponsors or rebuilding this studio again right. or build, trying to do the video Buying stuff that we're going to do. Or or, you know, and like that, you know, I'm just absolutely passionate and love doing all of this stuff. And there hasn't been a day in what's almost six years now and, and two something for you, right? Mm-hmm. Two and a half years for you. I, I, I can't speak for you, but for myself, there has not been a single day where I've been like, there wasn't something really exciting I was looking forward to do. Yeah. Even if it's hard, even if it's boring, even if it's tedious, even if it's frustrating, (laughs) you know, I love it. But you know what? I think that, um, the whole adventure time thing, I think this is a perfect example of someone who made this for themselves and was not making it for anybody else. It was a fun project. They just were loved. That's why I think people identified with it so much is because it was truly coming from his heart. It was truly what he wanted to make without anybody else's influence. And I think that this is why he wants to still, you know, it's not like he quit and he was like, ah, it's just too much work. And then he, now he's just at home eating pizza. He's still <laughs> doing the part. He's doing that, the part what, of it that he likes. That matters to him is that's I like even, to write the show. Maybe it, that's even better. I think it is better. And I think that for artists and makers and things like that, that's, you know, what they need to be doing. They, they didn't sign up to be big business people right. unless they want to do that, then good. But 
If I'm, they just, yeah, I, I just want I to right. be a designer. I don't want to run a giant design firm with 800 employees. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a designer because I wanted to make physical things. I didn't want to run a company, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of people end up saying that. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, I remember when after Dan Cederholm, who, if you don't know, an amazing, amazing designer, maybe one of the most, if not the most talented designers I've ever known. Um, he and I started a site called Corked, C-O-R-K-D. Um, the idea for that, he had, we had both sort of had independently and I was talking to him one day. This is back before we had smartphones. And I was, I, I, he had made a wine recommendation for me, a bottle of wine. This is before, pre-Gary Vaynerchuk days when he was, Gary was just getting his, his momentum going. And Dan and I uh, were talking over like old-fashioned text. And I had said, I was in the wine store and I said, what was the name of that bottle of wine again that you said to get? And he, he told, he texted it back to me and I tried it and it was good. And the next time that he and I talked, I think we were working on a project or something together. He said, um, he and I, I said, you know, wouldn't it be great if there was like a site you could go to to share this stuff? And you got to remember, Hattie, this is before Twitter. Oh yeah, this is before This is before that. Facebook was something outside of colleges. I mean, right, there this were- is when people were like, oh, email me that link when you were like sharing yeah. things. Yeah. People would share you know, it was all links on the, yeah. And I, I remember I said to him, man, wouldn't it be great if there was like a social network site for wine aficionados who weren't uber snobs and just wanted to like share their wine experiences and tastings and all this other stuff. And wouldn't that be fun? And he's like, I had the same idea. And actually I even had like a name for it. And I said, really? Yay. And he, I'm like, uh, can I work on it with you? And he's like, yeah, because we had, you know, we had enjoyed working together. And uh, he, it was, so he had named it Corked and there was the, he had even done the little wine glass that was the logo for it. And so we launched Corked. And I remember we said to ourselves, if we get 500 signups for this thing, we will declare it a success and we'll open a bottle of champagne. He was in Boston. I was in Florida and we will... It'd be a bottle you know, of wine. Well, well, champagne is wine. I know. But, but we'll get uh, like a bottle and celebrate. And uh, and we had something like f- like within the first day, we had like 5,000 or 10,000 people and it went up to like 50,000. It was crazy. People were obviously interested in this concept of social networks. Who knew? But uh, we built, he did all the design, HTML, CSS. I did all the behind the scenes Rails code and system administration. And this is back when de- deploying a site was really, really hard. And, uh, and we just had a, a great time, uh, doing, uh, doing all of this stuff. And, uh, and we basically, um, we basically just, uh, just, you know, launched this thing. Well, we had some interest happening from, um, from some different places that wanted to like acquire it or, you know, integrate it or do different things. And, you know, this is back when things getting acquired was like a big deal. And so we, um, we, you know, we said, well, let, let's go talk to some of these San Francisco companies and New York companies. And we got pretty far along in some conversations, but over and over, they did not want, uh, they, they wanted us to be like, to join the team. You know, they wanted me and Dan to come on board and kind of like run things for 
their development groups or integrate the site and stay on with it for years. And I was like, yeah, this sounds crazy. Let's do it. And Dan Cedarum was like, you know, it's not really what I want. He had a much better idea than I did at the time of what I wanted. Uh, he kind of knew, he said, you know, I really just kind of like living in Salem, Massachusetts. And I kind of like being a small little design firm. And I, I like the clients that I work for and I like this life. And I'm like, don't you want to grow the thing and make it bigger and do the thing and have, you know, like a crazy thing, IPO, you know, and he's like, no, not really. And, uh, and so any of the deals that were involved, uh, that involved that, uh, we, we just couldn't do. So we wound up actually Gary Vaynerchuk came and's like, guys, I'll, I'll just buy it and I'll run it. Uh, so, you know, we wound up working on a deal with him, but it, you know, Dan Cederholm knew clearly what he wanted. And if you look at what he's done with Dribble, he's created that for himself. He's still running a site that he's passionate about with a very small team and making improvements to it and, and built a, an amazing community around it without having to sell it out and become part of some big company. Who knows how many offers Dribble's probably got? I would think they got a lot of offers. So, you know, I, I don't know, but again, this all comes back to something like Adventure Time where you start out and you have this uh, this dream where you want to do something and it turns out that, uh, that, that it gets bigger or it gets bigger faster or you get pushed into some kind of, uh, some kind of other um, scenario that, uh, that is, you know, is, is, is you're out of your comfort zone. It's not what you want to, uh, be doing. And, uh, uh, you know, what, what are you supposed to do about that? I mean, it sounds like a good problem to have, but at the same time, what, you know, what do you do? It's lucky that he was able to, to do that. So listen, while I was talking about that, one of our callers dropped off and I hate that. That's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, so call back. I'm taking calls now. 512-518-5714. We'll take this one poor person who's been on hold for, for 22 minutes. But before I do it, let me do our last spot. It is True Brain. Don't you just love, I love the names. I really like it too. Of these, uh, of these companies that we have as sponsors. If you want to sponsor the show, by the way, go to 5by5.tv slash advertise or just go to archeravenue.com and you will be able to sponsor the show and lots of other shows that we do. And also I, before I do that, this last spot, I'll tell you about our Patreon. People seem to think Hattie cook. I know that we are a big company. We are not. Nope. We're not. It's on average. It's Hattie and I working what? 70 hours a week. Would you say? Yeah. <laughs> I get into work at How about. How many jobs do you have, Dan? Yeah. I get in at seven thirty <laughs> yep. in the morning, every morning, five days a week. Uh, and we usually leave between 6 and 7 p.m. Earlier than we... We get off early now, leaving at almost right. 7 now. Because you have to go home. And uh, and then uh, there's plenty of time spent in the evenings answering emails, uh, weekends frequently uh, doing stuff. We right, also we have, have to come in on the weekends because we don't have time during the week to yeah. move furniture around and yeah. hang Disrupt. pictures and things. We have uh, the, amazing, uh, the amazing Bailey who helps with sales. We've got uh, people who help freelance here and there with software development and engineering. Aaron does a great job editing shows, but uh, we, we need your help. Um, you know, our hosts all get paid. Everyone gets paid. And, uh, and, and it, we started 5 by 5 
uh, with your help. And, uh, and we still need your help. So if you want to help out, you can decide how much you want to help out. Go to patreon.com slash five by five. And uh, you can see what our goals are and what the rewards are. And uh, we'll, we'll help you guys out. Now on to the real sponsor. Hello, United States. <laughs> Hello, United States. See, you see, I did not mean to play that, which is, it's an awesome soundbite. I did not mean to play the soundbite. Oh. But because there's too much crap up here. You accidentally hit it. I used the wrong keyboard. So instead of putting a marker in for Aaron to read to enter in the time code for the spot I'm about to do, <laughs> I clicked the wrong nice, trackpad. I like it. And it played a sound. It's kind of like, we should just shuffle the keyboards up and that would be the best sound yeah, bites. that would be. True Brain. Hattie, on the first day, man created coffee. I know. What and I love it. What followed after that was an onslaught of energy drinks, some so bad for you <laughs> that they even claimed to give you wings. Yeah, I think I... I, think I know the, which I, one we're I talking about. I think I know about. which one we're yeah. talking about. Next came pharmaceuticals, which caused addiction and dependence. Finally, finally, neuroscience. You need to go to a neurologist, I think. Yeah, I do. For that problem. I have a lot of problems. Neuroscientists created True Brain, the sustainable alternative to energy supplements. Now, this is going to sound weird, but it's not weird. This is a mix of ingredients. And talk about a geek drink. Yeah, this is like, that's, I mean, listen to the name. True Brain. They're going to have to run with that, okay? Yeah. But that's an idea for them. They're going to go with Geek Drink. Okay, they're going to have to run. I'm just okay. an idea guy. Here's what's in this thing. Green tea extract, magnesium, which by the way, uh, Hattie, don't confuse with manganese. They are different. No. Yeah, that's different. You've got algae omegas. You've got all of this stuff so that you've got people who are like, who are like uh, making, uh, you know, protein drinks and smoothies and stuff. They don't quite have it. This is this is what they need to be have. All this stuff is blended together. They take a, the cranberry, a pomegranate. Oh, I love that. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? All this stuff gets mixed together and then they ship this stuff to you. Each month you get, uh, you get 20 of these morning drinks so it, with caffeine. And then there's like the afternoon drinks. Then there's drinks. 10 afternoon drinks yeah. without caffeine and four, this is my favorite part, four turbo drinks for when you're like in the afternoon and you're like. And you're like, I'm crashing, uh, I'm crashing, I'm you going take, down. You drink one of these things, you're right back up. Yeah. Okay. So let me, the, the difference between True Brain and like an energy supplement or one of those uh, right, like, bogus things. Right. Is that these guys, you focus on productivity and, and, and that's what they're give, doing for – you ever heard those things you get on iTunes? It's like like search iTunes for like concentration and you put yeah. on your headphones and it's like making a sound. It's like – But it's supposed to help but with But it's like your, focus, like that's, that's what, what this, this is, does. But in liquid but form. But you drink it. Yeah. Again, not, this is, they're just going to have to run with this. And uh, anyway, this is totally safe to drink. It doesn't it's, – it's not going to addict you. It's not going to cause strange things to happen to your body that you don't understand. And you don't crash because their drinks, which they call think drinks, are designed to be cognitive enhancers. They increase your focus. They increase your productivity and energy. But there's not junk. So you know who's talked about this? I'll, I'll, draw, I'll, I'll do some name dropping. Besides Dan Benjamin, you know who else has talked about this? Dr. Drew, Forbes, CBS, Bloomberg. Yeah, this is not some, this is not some it's cray thing. It's not a little fly-by-night cray yeah. thing. And uh, they're, they're selling out of this stuff. The annual subscription's already gone, but they still have the monthly subscription. Uh, it's still available. They're keeping a little uh, back stock. Remember in the Dharma Initiative how, how they had a little back stock of like peanut butter? 
Yeah. That's yeah. like what this is. They're, they're going into their back uh, supply. And uh, what, Hattie? Oh, Bailey's leaving. Bailey's yeah. leaving. All right. She's signaling me. But this is the deal. 20% off for you guys. So you go to True Brain. It's spelled T-R-U Brain. True Brain. The offer code is GRIT20. GRIT20. That's for the 20% they're getting yep. you. You get it? Not sure if you want to sign up for a subscription. All right. That's fine. At least you're going to be that way. That's fine. What can I do? Nobody's perfect. $50 trial for 15 days to see the difference it makes in your productivity. There are people, we talked to the uh, people behind this. You know, if, you, if you're like one of those people that you drink a lot of caffeine or maybe you abuse, uh, abuse uh, illegal drugs. Yeah. Or maybe you smoke too much or something. Yeah. And you're like, I can't wake up if I don't use this stuff. What am I supposed to do? Try this. Yeah. This is really, really great. And you're going to feel different. Truebrain.com. Grit 20, go check it out. I, I think you're going to like this stuff. Go check it out. All right. I'll take one call and then I'm out. You heard that? Only this only this one, one call. One call, that's it. Caller, you're on the air. What's up? Hi, Ben. Hi. Hi, Eddie. Hi. Hi, right, so, hi. Uh, oh, big day. First time caller. Uh, but a long time listener. Yeah. So I come from, from Italy. Welcome so, to the. Welcome, are you call, you're calling now from Italy? Yeah, yeah. Actually, San Marino. If you don't know, is a, a different country, a small country. Country, very, very, very tiny. What time is it there? For, uh, it's twenty to eight evening. Okay. Yes, like this is one of the few shows that I can listen live, and I don't usually do, but I. Has something to share, so I thought I'd call. I'm so glad that you're listening live. The best listeners are our live listeners, I have to say, and shame on everyone who does not listen live at noon on Fridays. <laughs> All right. Um, so, what I wanted to say, um, I w- uh, I've been willing to, to write and call since a long time because uh, I mean I've been listening to, especially to Quit or your show, known as Quit, um, for a long time, and I. I was in a situation where I've been working uh, with a company, small company, like uh, 15 to between, between 15 and 20 people, but I still felt a uh, corporate student <laughs> in a way because uh, I'm the only, well, I'm the web stuff guy. Right, like, like the, the, on, the only person I, doing that. Yeah, exactly. Before that, I worked for a couple of months. I was like two years and I'm working there, two and a half. And before that, I was working in another company doing web, web development. Um, I'm still not done with university, though. I still like one exam left, and my uh, thesis to, to to finish. But yeah, you know, you know, working full time, I, I I tend to take it easy. Anyway, um, so now I have to go back uh, to the job that I had before for a specific reason because I need to I need to move I need to move out of of where I live or San Marino. For a very specific reason, mm-hmm. and that is because uh, my wife, she has to finish her studies, or actually, yeah, finish her studies. And long story short, she cannot study in Italy. She is not from Italy, and uh, she, well, she actually already moved to Spain, also in Europe. And I want to go to her as soon as possible, but like the best option for me is to get a job here right, right. and work remotely, work remotely, and that's that's a new thing for me. But I'm going to work for this company that I'm going to work remotely for. 
and I'm gonna do work here, not remotely, for at least one year. So I'm gonna I to start soon. But here, here's the thing that I want to I want to share today. Um, so I'm working now in this company that is I've been with two years, and I like the job. I like the people. I, I the boss is basically a friend of mine. And where I need to go, uh, is that a company that will allow me to work remote? They really want me there as soon as possible because they need to start projects and uh, so on and so forth. But my boss now, he really wants me to, to kind of stay a little bit longer to have the time to find a replacement and to uh, make sure that he can, uh, he can start uh, on the other side for, for a while. Uh, so my question is, how can I do with expression in, in which the company that I have to go and work for, and I actually are going to have to go and talk with, the, uh, with them tomorrow morning. They, um, they want me as soon as possible, but I have to tell them, look, I cannot come as soon as possible because I don't want to be uh, bad to my now boss because it's... Yeah. Um, so, in other, so in other words, let me, under, let me okay. see if I, if I understand your situation. The yeah. company that you work for now you like. The company that you're going to work for is uh, a company that's all right. You're not in love with them, but you're doing it to support your wife who's got a better situation to go to, right? And you're saying that now the company that you're leaving is saying, well, uh, you know, don't leave. Uh, don't, don't, don't go yet. We need you a little bit longer. And meanwhile, your wife's already in Spain and you miss her and you want to get over to this new company who's waiting for you, but you're thinking that you're only going to be there for a time period and you don't want to burn the bridge, as we say here in the States, right? You want to burn that bridge with your current company. Do I have, do I have this right? Oh, we lost him. Oh, no. I miss his pleasant accent. Okay, going off of what he said I'm going to say, while he I, calls back, I, maybe. He, you know what? No. Uh, okay. But that's all right. We lost him. You can give him, he, I mean, you know he's still listening, so... He's still listening. Give him the, the feedback based on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, based on that, I, I would say this is, you know, but this is an all-too-familiar situation because he's doing something to support his wife. He's doing something to support what I think is his, uh, his, his future, right? This is something that he's planning... Uh, on on maybe coming back to is that what you got out of it, Heidi? Is that yeah. is that safe? I mean, you, yeah, I think that's a good. We, yeah. So this is a tough situation because I think you've got someone here who is very conscientious, and we should all wish for employees like this. But I don't know. I mean, he's if this company is sitting there telling him that that they need him for a bit longer, they need him to stay. They need him to do more work. I know there's different laws over there in, right. in, uh, in Europe as well. It's too bad he's, he's dropped because I know that here in Texas, we've got what's called a right to work state. So Hattie, if you wanted to quit today, you could, you could I stand could up right now. quit during grit. You could quit during, during grit, walk out and <laughs> that's it. Never see you Or you again. could fire me right now. And you would have to leave and there's, right. there's no... You know, the two if, weeks notice is like a courtesy. Right. In different states, there is different requirements, but um, there's like no employment contracts here in, in Texas. But I think I think you give much longer notices in the uh, in, in Europe than you do here. I don't know. I don't I don't know what to tell this guy. Um, he's got to move on with his life, though. But here's what I'll tell him. 
didn't get his age. He's got a wife. Sounds like no kids. There are lots and lots and lots of great companies and lots and lots and lots of great places to work. And if he were to just go and say to his boss, listen, I'm doing this to support my wife. She's already in Spain and we're soulmates and I can't stand out being with her. And I really don't, you know, I can't keep waiting. And this new company is waiting for me. And one day I would like to come back, but I've got to do this now. If his boss is anything less than understanding to that, if his boss is anything less than sympathetic to that, uh, I'm sorry. Like he's got to, he's got to take that for what it's worth and say, maybe this isn't the company that I thought it was. We've got to wrap this up though. Cause we've been on here for uh, an hour and and 20 or something. But I do want to answer a couple of these quick things. Uh, They're really good topics. And, uh, and so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to list off a few of these topics that, uh, that, that people suggested for future shows because I really like them. One of them that I saw multiple times, uh, best summarized by Keith Monaghan. I think I'm saying that right. Monaghan? M-O-N-A-G-H-A-N. Yeah, Monaghan. Monaghan. I think that's how you say it. Keith Monaghan. I only know that because... Who says, talk about separating work and home when you work from home. Whew. Yeah, that's a tough one. Talked a little bit about that. I You're de- a pro at that, so... I'm not a pro at very much. You're but pro I at would, a lot of things. I would like to talk about that. That that could be a good topic. New leadership is grafted in above you and ruins the job you used to like. Now what? Ryan Bloom says, asking for a friend. But that's a great topic too, isn't it? Yeah. You like the job. We've had people who have called in and said, I love my job. I've been working here for five years, but my new boss sucks. And now I want to quit. But I don't want to quit because I love this company. Another good topic. These people. I think you need to call in and, and, and talk on the show. Richard Anderson, you remember, friend yeah, of the Richard show. Yeah, Richard A. This is dealing with downtime at work. I don't, I don't remember when I had downtime at work, but maybe I can recall that memory through hypnosis. Those are a couple of really good topics. There's a lot of them in here. I need these people to call in. That's the thing. Like, call in. We do this at noon on Friday. But next Friday, actually, we're not going to be able to do it because I've got some craziness happening. But I want you guys to call in. Call into the show. It makes it so much fun and so much better when we get callers. Than just like a topic. We used to have the voicemail thing, but that was a that was a hassle. Their sound was bad. The sound was bad and playing the things is bad. And you, there's always more questions that I want to ask people. Dan Robertson says, I'm leaving a company I founded and hustled on for 10 years. Made my first resume one month ago. So weird. <laughs> James Sarbanov. You remember uh, James, do your Russian. James Sarbanov. Sarbanov. How do you exercise grit in the face of tedium? Even if you love your work, there are times activities that feel dull. That kind of relates to the other one. You know, it's, it is really interesting to me because there are always things that feel dull, right? There are always mm-hmm. parts of your job that's like, wow, this is really boring and not rewarding, but I have to do all that. Look, we're working on launching a brand new version of the 5x5 site. I started thinking about making the 
site more responsive and better for mobile platforms. But I also wanted to do something that would make 5x5 have more of a purpose. Mm-hmm. When I launched 5x5, you know, you really didn't have a lot of podcast clients. You really basically had iTunes and the web, and that's how people found and listened to shows. So what's the value of going to 5x5 if you can find them in, in other ways? But at the same time, we have this great community. Look at the Patreon. You know, people are donating money because they want they want us to do more fun stuff. There are people who are talking about the, the shows, but they're talking on Twitter, and not everyone can be part of that conversation. So having a website that's focused at helping people find shows and episodes of shows that they're interested in, helping people communicate with the other people because we have the best community in the whole world. Our listeners are the best listeners in the whole world. Yeah, they so are. So give them a kind of a place to go that's an extension of Twitter or that's an extension of an episode or give them a place to go to find something new. You know, oh, you like that show with Jeff Kanata called DLC? Oh, you know, we've got another gaming show called Isometric that's pretty awesome too. You might like Up that. Up and coming. How will they find out about that? If they're just hitting play and in, in their podcast app. So we can promote other shows, but this is the, so anyway, we're working on that. But look at look at how much time and effort and energy uh, goes into that, even when I have a Rails developer, even when I have an amazing designer working on it. There are still these parts of your life that are like, Okay, great, I gotta roll up my sleeves and write some code now. Or I have to send out two dozen emails. This is boring. This isn't what I signed up for. I wanna be on the radio. Well, no, you've got to do a lot of other work to get to that point. Look at how much work Pendleton Ward had to do, Hattie. I know. Before he could be, quote, just a writer, just a storyboarder, (laughs) you know, and now he's probably going to be happier. Let someone else do that work. Well, how can I be just the guy that does shows if that's what I wanted? How you can't be. Not everybody can be Pendleton Ward. You know what I'm saying? Title. So anyway, listen, we got to end this. All good things must come to an end. So if people don't go and visit those sponsors, then this will be our last episode, I'm sorry to say. It'll be up to you. It's on you, guys. It's on you. 5x5.tv slash it's still quit slash 56. <laughs> slash it's still This is where you go to, uh, to see the show notes. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. That's Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E Bird. Thank you for not taking over the show. Yeah. Unless I feel like I got a lot of my angst. You seem out. Uh, calmer. I'm very hungry. I'm starving. We have to go somewhere close, though, because we've got a call in an hour and eight minutes. I know. Uh, did you pack? Did you bring a, a, a brown bag lunch again today? I did not. The last time Hattie brought in a lunch, it was just a tray of brownies, gluten free brownies. <laughs> that was. <laughs> the last thing she brought and said she brought her lunch today and it was a, tr- a I tray it, I just sat down with the with the glass dish and just uh, d- d- dug in so we're going to try and get her something more nutritionally balanced than that but we do appreciate it you can follow me on Twitter Dan Benjamin the Grit Show Grit Show on Twitter if you want to follow that and uh, and that's about it it's about all we got for this week but I really I'm telling you I think we have in beta in about six minutes yeah they're gonna be going live so i gotta get off of here thank you everybody i mean it and uh we will uh we will see you next week bye